People's Patriot Project here for another weekly installment of We Got Your Six at Six slash Patriot Playtime. In oh shoot, I clicked on my wrong notes. Here we go. Sorry. Um, tonight we have got um Crystal, not with Heidi, unfortunately. Nope, I said that backwards. I think we have Heidi and not Crystal from Wheelchairs for Warriors. Um, they're gonna share their mission and um I think talk about how they met Mark, possibly. And then Derek Thompson will be here as well, sharing his music and probably some of his story with us. We need to mention Bourbon Battle Buddies, super strong supporters of our mission. And as a matter of fact, J-Train is here with us every week on the show as well. Thank you, Jonathan. Scotty Fraser, we we can never thank you enough. Um, this guy's keeping us updated on everything, sharing things um, with us, for us, about us, around us. Um, we hope to have more of him around us in the future. Uh, Contagion Effect, Eric and Mike, you guys are super amazing. Um, I suppose Jason Steiner would be appropriate as well, seeing how it was through Jason that we met Derek, or maybe before or during, after. Anyway, um, thank you to Jen Ford. Thank you, J. Mark Bailey, Buddy Hyatt, the gang with Buddy. Um, super amazing and fun. And Chris Turner, can't leave Chris Turner out. Um, there's so many. We're going to throw out some more um, thank yous and shout outs as we go on. Uh, and we do hope to see all of you yet tonight. Um, we do know why we get to do this every week, uh, every day, every 24 uh, 7. That should cover it. Uh, thank you to the service members and the first responders that have committed their time, sweat, limbs, family, and life to give us the freedoms we have that allow us to do what we do daily. Before we get started with this week's show, we would ask you to take off your hats, stand and cover your heart, and join us for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance 
to the flag of the United States, United of, America States of America and to the Republic, the Republic for which it stands, stands one nation, nation, nation under God, under God, under God indivisible, indivisible, with liberty, liberty, and, liberty justice and justice for all. For all. Absolutely, absolutely love that. And thank you for joining us, you guys, because every Monday morning, we only in school say the pledge every Monday morning. Um, but I always make sure to share our pledge that we do the night before. So thank you for jumping in with that. <sighs> Oops. We got all kinds of things going on here. Um Look at the crew that's showing up in the house tonight. I mean, we've got amazing guests. On top of amazing guests, we've got amazing people signing in. Say hi, Shannon Book. Good to see you, brother. <laughs> Don't scare us. <laughs> with the liberally broken, we got Travis Partington uh, with the Oscar Mike Radio and War. Chad Huddle for real is here instead of someone else that I said last week. We got a couple. Facebook users out there, just so you know, guys, uh, I, one of our crew will get the link up there here in a second. There is a link you can click on if it's not saying your name. Um, Shannon, I gotta have to, I'm going to have to put you in timeout, buddy. You can't talk like that here, man. There you go. We'll get that. We'll, uh, no, you can talk however you want, man. It, it's all good. Awesome is better than the, the other one, though. Uh, Heroes Media Group here. I'm, a, I'm confident that that is uh, Mr. Adam Bird. Um, like I said, Travis Partington. Uh, who, Derek Iozio, we always miss you when you're not here, brother, and we know you're a busy man with Catch-22 down in El Paso. He's already He always has to say El Paso because I will put him someplace else in Texas. All the time. I think I got it memorized now. How did we'll you just get that right? What the heck? It's actually written on there. That's why it, <laughs> it helped when it's written down. Um, we, we got a newcomer, Cart Noctum. I Tell us more. Tell us more. We're glad you're here. Thanks for being here. And um, as Andrew said, we know why we get to do this. Um, we get to do this because of the men and women who laid it on the line. And uh, we have a people doing it every day, and we have had it for a good almost almost 300 years. Not not quite 300 yet, but we're getting there. Um, where men and women have made the choice, and women not always being acknowledged for their choices, but uh, men and women have made the choice to go onto the front line and serve their country and community. Uh, we do include veterans, and we do include our first responders, and more than that, also, um, we just had an amazing meeting with an organization. We got to tighten some stuff up with it, and there will be an announcement, hopefully, by the end of this week. Uh, but uh, the two uh, ladies that are kind of they're being the organizers of this this uh, mission, um, they have husbands that are serving, and. Um, I know this might butt hurt some people, but I say thank you to those family members that are on the front line with their spouses because you know what? They didn't always sign up for it, but yet they're they're carrying the load for that family. And uh, and so I do say to all those, whether you're a stay-at-home husband and your wife's in the service or or out or vice versa, I do tell those support people 
thank you for your service as well. It doesn't go lightly, and uh, we do know that uh, you got some skin in the game. That's why we believe you're serving. So um, if that hurts your feelings out there, veterans and first responders that are really in the trenches, uh, you can talk to me on the side. I'll take I'll, – I'll listen. I'll listen for a minute. Um, thank you, Shannon. Thank you. Um Monty Welburn, I don't know that we've had you on here before. Thank you for being here, brother. United States Air Force retired. Good to have you, man. Uh, awesome, exciting. Who who does Monty belong to? Because I'm positive he's coming in through someone else's link, which is the way it's supposed to work. Does anyone know Monty? No, no, no. Huh. Well, we'll learn more Very about Monty. Thank you, Monty, for being here. Uh, Heidi. Yes. Greetings. And welcome. Hi. Thank you. I'm so glad Derek, to be here. We're excited to have you. Uh, Derek, <laughs> thank you for being here. Um, Super excited to be here, man. I wonder why you guys weren't here last weekend. Where, where were you? <laughs> I was doing life, man. Um, our team forgot that there's five Sundays in this month, and so we totally – messed up the communications and these guys were rock stars uh at no point ever if you are communicating with us is there anything that should ever stress you out in any way we'll fix it we'll get it done but we had two amazing guests fill in for you guys because you couldn't show up no, no that's not true um i yeah i messed up i messed up it was my fault i'll take oh it. no i think what happened i was thinking about it and, you know, I got to the end of September, and I couldn't remember if there were 30 days or 31 days. And so I was going to go check on it. I never checked on it. I just skipped right over to October 8th and then started scheduling from there. I think I think that's what happened. Who are we rooting for college football right now, Heidi? You watch college football? I don't. Okay. Probably too busy on your motorcycle. answer. Right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, if, I, if it's a – if I have a choice between watching football and riding my motorcycle, no contest. I get it. I get it. Derek, who are you rooting for these days? Oh, you know, I'm a Nebraska fan, and we actually pulled one out yesterday. So, you know, I'm feeling pretty good about it this weekend. Oh, you I said football, not volleyball. I'm sorry. Did you misunderstand what I said? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we pulled one out in football, too, actually. <laughs> I didn't even know you guys had a college team down there. Sorry. Yeah, um, that's the only thing we got, man. We we can't get professional sports, so we'll I take what we joking. get. Um, I, I, it was six years ago. I went to the hottest game I'd ever been to down at War Memorial Stadium. I have a good friend who used to play for the Wyoming Cowboys, and the the, the Pokes were playing the the Huskers, and it was it was a hundred and twelve in the oh. air. It was a hundred and twelve right. in the air, and. It uh, on the because everything around there is black asphalt, and it, it was. Yep, we had people dropping out. I mean, they just dropping out. We went there to have a good time, and we drank water instead, is what we did. Um, because you know, I mean, that's just, all you can do, yeah. Uh, it was I terrible. Sandwiches. I don't know, I don't think there was all water. No, <laughs> we had to go just to water. It ended up being a water diet for the day, it, it, there was no other option. Shannon's got the right idea. I mean, that's basically why. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, kind of, kind of. I think he's talking about uh, the different silver bullet. <laughs> <laughs> Heidi, 
Yeah. I got I got the awesome chance to meet you this last May. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, with good friend Adam Bird, mm-hmm. who just piped in here a minute ago, uh, at the Veterans Ball in yep. DC. Yeah, that was a that was a quick trip for me because I had just ridden my motorcycle out to San Diego, if you remember, and then sure. I've. That was in preparation for Run for the Wall, which is a large veteran and military supporter, um, plus patriots, you know, patriot civilians that ride cross country from California to D.C. So my ultimate destination was going to be D.C., but here I go (laughs) about two weeks before I needed to get there. And I flew from San Diego into Washington, D.C. for the American Veterans Ball at the um, at the invitation of Adam Adam Bird from yeah. Heroes Media Group. Yeah, it was, was an invitation we couldn't turn down. No, absolutely. And Andrea, you had family stuff, a wedding, I think. Yes, I did. Yeah, yep, my baby got married. Yeah, that, and so that was, was a big deal. That was sad. We missed having you there, but uh, our table was amazing, and we that had amazing people at our table. But I got to learn about this this mission you're on. How many miles a year do you put on? Oh, well, every year is different, but I probably have a maybe a base mileage of about thirty five thousand. 35,000, I, I hardly ever get that on my truck, but you do that on a motorcycle. Right. Yeah. That's that's amazing. Um, I love it. Do you ride every single day? No, but when I do ride, that's there's a lot of um, long, and it might be closer to 30. Some years are more than others, um, but when I ride, I ride a long time. Like I'll go five weeks and I'm on the bike every day and it's a minimum of, you know, 500 miles a day and it starts to rack up. I do that a couple times a year. And why do you do this? Well, um, let's see, where do I start? <laughs> the In May, I'm always riding in a group. That's, uh, that's well, actually part of it is in a group. Part of it is solo. Um, but that's when I'm riding with Run for the Wall. And Run for the Wall always takes place in the 10 to 11 days right before Memorial Day weekend, because we all end up, there's three routes that go across country from California to DC. And we all end up in DC within two hours of each other, each route bringing in about four to 500 bikes a piece. And we end up in Washington, D.C. as a way to, this is is our 33rd year, we just completed our 33rd year, to bring awareness um, and action on the issue of POWs and MIAs. So as you can tell, it was started uh, back in uh, 1988 by Vietnam uh, era veterans. And that was the mission And it has since then um, grown over the years to include veterans of all wars and uh, up to and including recent conflicts. And so uh, now we've added a fourth route, which is from D.C. We turn around in D.C. after one day and we head back over to Illinois to the um, Middle East Conflicts Memorial Wall, which is 
built, which was built by bikers for veterans of Middle East conflicts. And that is because there is no memorial yet for everyone um, that has been involved in the Middle East conflicts. So, and it, and the wall in Illinois, Marcel's Illinois goes all the way back to, I believe, 1964, 67. Oh, I did. Shana just say he might catch the ride next year. Is that what I just yes. saw? Like that? Yeah, that'd be That's awesome. What you see right there. Yes. So it's, it really is. Um, so the ride is organized in uh, military fashion. And so we ride in platoons and each platoon has a platoon leader an assistant platoon leader and a tail gunner. And uh, then of course there's the six pack that rides at the front. There are the uh, route commanders or route coordinators and arcs, um, which is the assistant route coordinator. And um, it just so happens that, uh, and then we're protected by road guards. The road guards are kind of like the high speed um you know, protectors of the unit. We all, all the, all of us that had to do marching and running in formation in the military, we all had road guards, right? They all had their belts and their vests and, and we had road guards when we marched. But in any case, we have them in, in that ride. And that ride is, uh, like I said, riding up to the weekend um, of Memorial Day weekend. Then we turn around, we head back into Marcel's, Illinois, and we observe memorial services at the Middle East Conflicts Memorial Wall. And then the week before and the two weeks after that, I ride to my heart's content. I go wherever I want, go to different parts of the country that I haven't explored before. Um, so I might head out to Maine one year. I might head to Wisconsin, Minnesota another year. Just go to places I haven't been and explore. This year I went to uh, Tennessee and North Carolina. And rode the Smokies for a while. You're busy. You're busy because we. You also have an organization here, but you're already throwing out other organizations, which is absolutely phenomenal. And and we do that, and we're going to make sure we get all the links to all these organizations you're involved with, and making sure that people know what's going on. Um, how outstanding! That's awesome. But well, you're here for wheelchairs for warriors yes and that all ties in because the slogan of run for the wall is we ride for those who can't and that is obviously in memory of those that have been injured or uh kia and can't ride with us uh we do ride a missing man formation the entire breadth length and breadth of the country um but i actually do ride for those who can't and those that have been injured and are in wheelchairs and i ride to keep bringing awareness to these guys so you know the military has an ethos that we won't leave anyone behind on a battlefield but so many of our guys and gals get left behind when they get to the home field and that's through gaps in care and gaps in provision and they have previously died to the life that they thought that they were going to have, uh, that they had planned for themselves with their spouses or their families. And um, that life is gone. And now they are in a wheelchair for the rest of their lives. And that's where we come in um, because they're trying to rebuild their lives in a different fashion. And, and from with, whoops, <laughs> we have a new guest, a little visitor. <laughs> this is that a, that's a, 
I just picked her up today, y'all. This I, she doesn't even have a name. I just picked her up today. <laughs> Are you? She's making herself at do, home. She's a stray. You do cat foster care too. I I do uh, pet rescue. Pet rescue. Dogs and cats. Wow. So we just got rescued. She's starving. She's a little bag of bones. So I just picked her up today. <laughs> So thank you, Shannon. <laughs> I haven't seen Shannon in a while, but I sure do love him. Um, and so that so that is why I ride. When I ride uh, with Run for the Wall, or when I ride, I, I'm always riding in a wheelchairs for warrior shirt because it allows me to um, basically start a conversation with people. Because usually the first question they ask is, "Why do our injured veterans need wheelchairs? Isn't that the VA's job?" You know, why isn't the VA doing that? And I'm like, that's a damn good question. Why isn't the VA doing it? <laughs> we could ask that for multiple, you know, in multiple fields. Why isn't, why do they not have what they need? Um, and so our mission um, of me and Crystal and Paul Morgan, the, we are the three original uh, co-founders of Wheelchairs for Warriors, is to provide them with mobility that will help them re-engage in their new lives. Um, sometimes they just feel trapped. Sometimes they feel helpless. Uh, sometimes they feel like they are um, a burden to their families around them. And we want to be able to mobilize them and get them rolling again. She is just making herself a <laughs> superstar. She is. She doesn't have a shy bone in her body, apparently. And, and uh, where was I? <laughs> Anyways, we're, we're, that's our mission. And we're, uh, very, very committed to it. And we're so appreciative when we find others that join our mission, like Adam. Um, Shannon, actually, I've met him out at multiple um, fundraisers for uh, like um, 22, challenge, like 22, the challenge of the 22. And what we didn't realize when we got into this field, y'all, is we thought we were providing a tangible tangible equipment, a tangible tool to help them in their lives, right? What we didn't account for and what we didn't know in those early days is that uh, the lack of mobility um, feeds into that isolation that so many of our veterans um, encounter when they come off of the battlefield or when they come out of the military even, because not all of our guys are injured in combat. Some of them are training accidents and some of them are on the job um, accidents. And so, but it is very common that when you leave the military, you have that sense, you have a loss of mission, you feel like a loss of purpose. And that is exacerbated when you're isolated, when you're immobilized. And so we've found out that mobility, or rather the opposite of that immobility feeds into that isolation, and then that sense of hopelessness, and that loss of purpose. And we hope that we can provide them with the tools necessary, the equipment necessary to turn that around. Outstanding. Um, tell us about your service real quick. Mine, my personal service? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was enlisted first, uh, 75 Bravo in the U.S. Army um, at the age of 17. 
Um, but I enlisted in what's called the simultaneous membership program. So I served in the reserves and ROTC simultaneously so that I could earn my commission. And I got my commission. I was commissioned um, and then went on active duty overseas to Germany. I was uh, commissioned as an adjutant general officer. And uh, it was being an R being a uh, commissioned officer from ROTC, I was given a choice of taking um, active duty slot and taking whatever branch they gave me or taking the branch I had earned, which was MI and serving in the reserves. And I chose active duty. So I took whatever branch they were going to give me. I was like, please, Lord, not NBC, please. No, <laughs> that was, which was, it was called NBC back in my day. I think Absolutely. I just dated myself. <laughs> Derek, we see you, brother. We know you're here, man. We got you. Oh, you're good. I'm just enjoying listening, man. Oh, you got a cat there too? No, no cats. Oh, I, thought, I thought you were petting on cats too over there. Um, no, just, tell us what's your service, brother. <laughs> uh, you know, went to the Marine Corps for four years, uh, went to Afghanistan twice, and I had a blast. I met some amazing people and got to do some amazing things. And you know, it was interesting getting to see how countries outside the U.S. work and how blessed we are to be where we are, you know? I mean, it really is. People that haven't experienced it are never going to understand just how good they have it here. So, you know, I've been very fortunate to experience that and get to see life outside the U.S. And, you know, I would I would do it again in a heartbeat anytime. I really wish that, I mean, some people come up and they say, hey, Everyone should have mandatory service in their life. I'm like, uh, I don't know. I, I don't agree with that statement. I, there are, I teach in the public school systems, and there's a lot of those, Those. I'm sorry, no offense, students of mine or Andrea's or anyone else's. I don't want you serving the country, uh, serve, your, serve your community somehow. But I do wish we could send them all overseas somewhere for, like, give them a week, one week. You got to go right. someplace else. Hang out. Um, you know, I had the opportunity to do, do it a little bit with my service, but I also got to go over to, to Russia and the, the former Soviet to play uh, to play football. And uh, wow, wow! Um, uh, it gives me my platform to sit here and come back and say, "Y'all a bunch of spoiled brats," and uh, you need a little adversity in your life. And Outside of that, I think, I think Peace Corps. Uh, Shannon kind of just said two third world country. I think just throw them all in the Peace Corps and even yeah. a main story two weeks to two years. Just my opinion. So we people's got experience to know it. Right. We had the awesome opportunity, and this is we got to meet Derek down at uh, Hero Stock this year. And again, I don't remember if the the first introduction came before. It doesn't matter. I think the, the grand poobah of them all, uh, Jason Steiner, had a play in getting us all connected at some point or place at some time. And uh, so keep an eye out for Jason and what he's getting done in the world. It is amazing. But uh, we had the chance to meet Derek while we were down there. And uh, uh, just what an amazing event. Again, I... I I'm kind of gee right now because I, I, 
actually have had the chance to get my paws on everyone in this group here. Big, big paw time. And that's, uh, um, I selfishly, excitingly get to do this in, in efforts to, to help support and take care of other veterans and first responders across the, across the country. We thought it was just going to be Minnesota, but, uh, oops. You know, <laughs> good things happen. Stuff happens, I guess. Um, I'm not. I'm glad, I'm glad that didn't work out for you. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, we have a we have a an order that we do our show, and I, I'm going to totally tell the truth now. I was stalling a good chunk of time. I was trying to get one more thing done. Um, we missed a little segment in our show. Uh, Jonathan, can you tell us what's in the news? Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. So October is actually a really, um, really big, big month for focus points and the things that uh, we try to raise awareness for. Um, so we go through a little list of things here. Um, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Uh, National Breast Cancer Foundation reports that a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer every two minutes. Uh, innovations in research and surgical options, clinical trials give women many more options today than they had in the past. Um, with early detection, a woman's survival rate goes way up. That's why it's important to do self-exams. Uh, also, Country Music Month. Um, country music is celebrated in October. Uh, President Nixon proclaimed Country Music Month. And October was picked by the Country Music Associ Association. Um, after classical music, country music was one of the first genres to become popular in American music. It was developed as a mixture of church music, folk music, blues music, and the southeastern parts of America. <clears throat> October is also Emotional Wellness Month. Uh, mental and emotional stress, stress can translate into negative physical reactions, a weakened immune system, and poor health. Emotional wellness refers to our ability to process feelings in a healthy, positive way and manage the stress of everyday life. If you feel stressed or overwhelmed, try a soothing activity like meditation or yoga to slow down and clear your mind. Uh, it's also National Depression Education and Awareness Month. This is designed to teach us about the signs, symptoms, and treatment options for depression. It also lets all of us know that seeking help, either from a counselor, a trusted friend, or your community, is a sign of hope and strength. A listening ear a comforting hug, empathy, and asking questions without judgment can go a long way to comfort others. Um, that listening ear part, that, that's a big one. Most people just want to be able to say what's on their mind and, and not be judged for it. Um, it's also National Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Uh, it's recognized each October each October through educational events, community gatherings, and support groups. The purpose of this campaign is to remind everyone that ending domestic violence starts with one small action, whether that is seeking help or sharing resources. National Domestic Violence Awareness Month encourages those in abusive relationships to get help. And this month isn't just about learning, it's about doing, taking action. Uh, so that covers all of the things that October deals with, but Today, specifically, uh, is Alvin York Day. And most of us have probably heard of Alvin York. It was one of my favorite stories growing up. 
probably watched this movie with my dad at least a dozen times. But uh, famed World War One hero, Alvin York is remembered for his contributions to the war. Today, we celebrate his unique character, his stance against fighting with anyone, and how he eventually ended up contributing a great deal to the battles that he was part of. Today is full of history, inspiration, and a newfound respect for the war heroes who served the United States of America. So today we pay a special tribute to Alvin York while recognizing thousands of other soldiers that have made the sacrifices necessary to make the U.S. the haven that it is today. Sergeant York was drafted and filed as a conscientious objector, but his petition was denied and he eventually joined the war effort. He was assigned to the 82nd Division located at Camp Gordon, Georgia at the time. And even when in camp, York made his reservations about taking human life very clear. However, York would have a date with destiny. He would become known as the best shot in his unit and was extremely fond of the 1903 Springfield rifle. On the day that York had his date with destiny, his unit was on a mission and came under fire from several German machine gun nests. The sergeant of his unit was injured and York was left in charge. At that time, he started taking out German machine gunners one by one. And once the gunners were eliminated, the unit continued with their mission. On the way, York would take German off- a German officer hostage and would use that officer to convince other German soldiers to surrender. He managed to accumulate 132 prisoners. Uh, Sergeant Alvin York will receive numerous awards for his actions, including the Medal of Honor. Outstanding. Thank you for all your hard work in doing that and just uh, bringing light to uh, the things that I really think we need to spend more time uh, focusing on and making sure that we recognize what's going on. And um, it's... uh, Wow. Happy birthday. That was well played. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good stuff. stuff. I had to do it a little bit. She got her birthday pimple today. And so she, we had to share and talk about it and, it's uh <laughs> did you do anything this weekend? Uh I no, I grandma'd a lot this weekend. Thank you. Thank you for the happy the birthday. Fruits of your labor. You had a birthday, so you get to have a lot of grandbaby birthdays, and that's thanks for all your hard work. Happy birthday. Tomorrow. Yeah, thank you. Happy birthday. Thanks. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Me and Columbus Day or Indigenous Day. <laughs> okay, there's a lot of new ones that added to it, so yeah. got them all. Yes, thank you. Oh, Derek, <laughs> yeah, man, you got a talent, brother. I don't know about that, but I uh, I try. <laughs> you got a talent. What do you What do you got lined up for us tonight? 
Oh, I got a few songs I've written uh, tonight. I'm going to start the first one, which is actually the first song I wrote uh, here a few years ago. I guess not the first song I wrote, but it's like the first one I liked that I wrote or genuinely <laughs> liked uh, that I wrote. So it's uh, going to be a little you and me. And it's just kind of a country song about, you know, falling in love in the country. And, uh, you know, it, it's just it's fun for me to play. It's fun to play and sing. So I always play it every chance I get. Very cool. I love it. Let it roll. So whenever you're ready. When you're ready, brah. Somewhere off highway three. It's a place for you and me. Right here, we don't move too fast. So let's just keep back. Lights go down on a sleepy little town. Crickets chirping loudly, moonlight shining down. Ain't no place I'd rather be. Tailgate down in the radio world Little you and me, we're falling in love Ain't no place I'll ever be We'll be here till the sun comes up we won't miss a beat. There's magic in this pickup truck. In the warmth of the summer heat. The lights go down on the sleepy little town. Crickets chirping loud and the moonlight shining down. In no place I'll ever be. Tailgate down in the radio world Either you and me were falling in love Ain't no place I'll ever be Just the moonlight you and me It's a place we can go That nobody knows they can't hear what we're saying Oh, the words that we're singing So when the lights go down on this sleepy little town Crickets chirping loud and the moonlight shining down Ain't no place I'd rather be Tailgate down in the radio world Little you and me and we're falling in love no place I'll ever be. Ain't no place I'll ever be. It's just a moonlight you and me. And that is a uh, little you and me.
one of the things that we discussed uh, having Derek come on and, and uh, we always give our artists the chance to decide what is the mode of delivery and uh, he's preparing and he's using this as a chance to prepare and I, I love that Shannon Book's out here to shout out to you right now, man. You, you're gifted. I love Shannon, man. He's the dude. He's the dude. I'm not ready to give him the Godfather thing yet, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Shannon knows a good thing when he hears it and when he sees it. I he love Shannon. Things. He's just he's an amazing guy. Yeah. Earlier, when we were having a serious note, he he always likes to throw in his comedy, and he was dropping in stuff about me touching people and stuff like that. <laughs> I appreciate that, Shannon, too. Yeah, um, I only because we get the brag and we get to put pause on everybody. We do every once in a while. It's just get to. We're excited about some of the things we get to do. There's the he's got some big red shoes that he wears, and he's. Uh, <laughs> Never slows down. Always doing the stuff. Always involved. That's why we see everyone at, at all these events, and it's it's amazing. It's fun, and it is selfish, and um, it's. I'm just excited to get everyone together even more, and, and it's we do these satellite events everywhere, and it's like. It, it's tough because it's like I, I want to reach out to everyone on a daily and I just I can't do it anymore. I had to stop saying birthday, happy birthday to everyone because uh, the channels are too full and I didn't want to ever leave anyone out. And uh, it's just amazing building relationships and everyone's on it for the, the same or right mission to, to make things better for others. And uh, um, I have not ran into a, a selfish soul yet. Um, other than myself, uh, very selfish, selfishly having fun, uh, making sure there's skin in the game and boots on the ground and making sure that we are making, we are the tip of the spear. And when I say we, that's not even, that's not me, Andrea and Jonathan. That's not just the panel here. It is the thousands of people that care out there. Um, and I can say thousands. I can say uh, the Jason Steiner's event had thousands of people there. Uh, the event over at Ozzy Ramos's event, the Veterans Ball, thousands of people there. Um, when we go down to Texas, when we've been down to Georgia, when we go and do these events and hear about all these amazing stories, there are people out there uh, that want to make a difference. And uh, the greatest part of this is we get to show people that it exists. Um, what's Will Chair for Warriors working on right now? <laughs> Oh my gosh, we just wrapped our very first ever commercial, like infomercial, and it is based on a true story from the experiences of Colonel Gregory Gadsden. Are you familiar with that name? Are you familiar with who he is? I am not. Okay, so he is formerly a West Point football player, West Point graduate, and uh, he was he lost both of his legs in, at the upper thigh in Iraq um, due to an IED, and he has since become a very well known, um, recognized actor and motivational slash inspirational speaker. And he is also one of our recipients at Wheelchairs for Warriors. And our 
commercial. It was written, produced, and directed by Chris Martini uh, from Triple Martini Productions, right? You guys all know him, I'm sure. Yep. Just did Shannon Book's uh, video. Yes, exactly. So all of you are familiar with Chris <clears throat> Martini. And then he, uh, we also had, as the battle buddy in our in our story, we're basically telling a short a story and it's intense and it's emotional uh, because it's based in, in a true experience of Greg Gadsons. And Ryan Weaver is in our uh, commercial as well. You know that name as well, right? We, we may know that cat from a few few things. Yeah. and We have to be a little quiet on that right now. Oh. What's that? Something big is okay. coming. Huh? Something big is coming. I know. <laughs> um, so all of these fantastic people came together. Uh, Crystal and I and our uh, one another one of our directors um, flew to Moab, Utah and filmed this actual experience, recreated this experience that Gregory Gadsden had where he could not um, get to where he needed to go in the wheelchair that he had previously. And we had um, given him an all-terrain four-wheel drive chair and um, and we so we went as far off road as uh, Big Iron, the, the big I, the owner of Big Iron Tours out there in Moab could take us. And he, by the way, is a veteran as well. He's a Marine. And so all of these fantastic people came together. So many of them donated much of their time and expertise. Um, others, we were it was just a fantastic collaboration. Um, and everybody caught the vision and our intention is to launch that story on Veterans Day um, in honor of Veterans Day um, in hoping to spread our mission and let people know what our mission does to change lives, to tangibly change lives of these veterans and first responders that are previously hindered or limited in the chair that they have. And we're trying to show a story of what happens after we bring them this new type of chair that will get them to where they want to go, where they need to go and help them re-engage in their lives um, at a much higher level of mobility. And that's the story. And it's gonna, it's intense and I cannot wait for y'all to see it because Chris Martini poured emotion into this thing. So it's not one of those dry, like, Hey, send us money and we'll build a wheelchair. It's nothing like that. This packs a punch and it's being narrated by uh, like uh, Colonel Allen West. So it's, it's going to pack a punch. It's powerful. That's what's on our, that's what we're cooking up guys. Good night. I'm excited to see this. It is. <laughs> What yeah. was the name of the person the story's about again? Um, Lieutenant Colonel Gregory Gadson. Gadson, okay. All right, yeah. all right. And you, you'll know him when you see him. He's very memorable. He was in the yeah. movie Battleship. If you remember the big, okay. mu muscular, burly guy um, with double amputee, that was him. That is him. Nice. Um. 
what what does it take for someone to qualify to get a wheelchair from your organization? Um, honorable service, either in the military or as a first responder, um, and that our primary program is for those that have been injured in the line of duty. And like I mentioned previously, not necessarily combat related. It could be a training accident or an on the job accident. Um, or it could be as we're, um, we're dealing a lot now with the after effects of uh, the burn pits in both Iraq and Afghanistan. And the burn pits have kind of become our generation's um, agent orange because there's a lot of follow-on degenerative conditions that develop in uh, those that had a lot of exposure to burn pits. And the VA only just this January of 23 admitted that the burn pits had affected people um, mitochondria, in their mitochondria, in their tendons, their ligaments, um, illnesses, diseases uh, that they had not previously been predisposed to, but now we're suffering from, and some of those um, limit their mobility. So we're we're picking up a lot of of that kind of um, of, of those kinds of conditions now. So, so I, I'm completely going off script here because this yeah. is this is important and critical here at this. Yeah, but we do have a listener um, that is regular here. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, and I, I will never call him a victim. Uh, he had exposure uh, to burn pits, and and I know that he he's been bad. So in your work, because I know your work is wheelchairs, but have you found any other advocacies? Because now you're talking specifically burn pits. Have you found any other programs that are advocating specifically for burn pits? Oh, well, gosh, Mark, that's a really good question. I, I can't say that I could answer that because it's okay. very specific. Um, I know that that there were many that were advocating and pushing the VA, just like previous generations had pushed the VA to acknowledge Agent Orange as having long-term um, debilitating side effects. Uh, and in this case, our generation was kind of pushing through um, the VA's recognition of the burn pits as having the same type of debilitating after effects. Now, as to somebody who might be dealing with that directly, um, I, I don't know. I know that we were serving, uh, in fact, oh, let me tell you this story really quick because it's a Marine that came to us about five years ago um, when our mission was still fairly young. And we, he told us that his, he, he just had this condition that the VA couldn't diagnose and his ligaments and his tendons were disintegrating and the VA didn't have any explanation for it. He was in his early to mid twenties and could not walk. And his, like, even when Paul, our engineer was moving his arm or his leg to be able to measure it for a wheelchair because he desperately needed a wheelchair, but he only had 10% disability from the VA, but he couldn't walk. He was 24 years old and couldn't walk. And so with, with a 10% disability, he didn't qualify for a wheelchair. So we were going to build him one. And even when Paul was manipulating his arm to measure it, it would fall out of its joint. 
mm. because the ligaments and the tendons were just disintegrating. And um, without a diagnosis, he wasn't getting treated for anything, nor could he get mobility equipment. And so we provided him with that long before we knew what we were dealing with and come to find out, um, and, and he, he, or very early on, he thought, man, he goes, I really think it's those burn pits. He goes, I was just breathing these toxins in day and night. He says, I really think it's that, but this was five years ago. And the VA only just now started to acknowledge it and, and that some of these conditions were brought on by exposure to the toxins in the burn pits. So um, we fashioned, by the time we got a hold of him, by the time uh, I believe someone in his family applied on his behalf, he was at the end of his rope, um, figuratively, until he told us the day that we called that he was going to kill himself that night because he felt he was a burden to his family and he didn't want his family to have to take care of him in, anymore. And he felt helpless and that the, that nobody was taking, you know, nobody was taking care of, of him physically. And so he felt left behind on the home field. And we fashioned our entire touch 22 uh, campaign. He allows us to tell his story because it is sensitive um, he allows us to tell his story um, in, in trying to raise awareness of, of how these issues are interconnected. Psychological and physical issues are interconnected. It's, it's one of those pieces where I, I mean, I will never point the finger at any organization. And I, and I, I get there are some, some bitterness, some hard feelings, some pieces. I get it. I understand. But it, it, we're, we're not doing enough. We are not doing enough. Um, um, and I know that the people that are on this screen are are weary with the amount of work that we've been doing, but it, it's not slowing or stopping them. And then I just, uh, Mr. Daniels, I know you're listening. I know you're here. We're with you. Uh, if, if there's something in your brain that tells us or can lead us in a direction in supporting you, let us know. Um, I'll get uh, Heidi on it as well, and we will take care of you. I know, I do know he's, I don't know how he got his uh, mobile wheelchair. Um, I, and he, I've seen pictures and videos and stuff, and, and he's out there, he's advocating for himself. Uh, and mm. just amazingly frustrated with, the, he's got the documentation, he, he pushes it. Um, we're here for you, brother. I just want to make sure you know that, and that, uh, Every, every day I feel like I'm running into a roadblock when it comes to this specific conversation. We do feel close to you, and we do want to continue to work on this. And so um, you've got my – message me and let us know specific mores and how we can help and support, and we'll uh, definitely do that. Um, and he's not short of sharing his story either. I just – I don't want to take liberties at this time. Um are we good? I mean, we, in theory, we've done our one-hour show. Is everyone okay with hanging around a little longer? I am. Always, man. Right. If there's ever a moment and it's like a die, I need to stop, I need to drop, you know, it's it's all good. And um, we we support and we thank everyone that has come and, and been on here and, and shared. So, uh I won't sit here and ramble over that. If you need to go, we understand. And thank you again for, for being here. Derek, what are you working on yes, now, sir. bro? 
Man, I got a lot of stuff. I'm always trying to keep moving, keep going, uh, get through life. You know, life comes in waves, and that's what the last song will be about, is uh, just about trying to get through life, uh, you know. But, you know, I'm, just, I'm trying to work on music right now and focus on that. You know, we've got our podcast over at Shadowmark, and we need to get more guests lined up, and we're trying to – we're kind of in rebuild. I've been in the middle of moving and trying to get reset up with life and what have you, so – I've been a little bit of a hindrance there, but uh, we're always pushing. We're trying to get some things set up so that we can donate to Hero Stock. And uh, me personally, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm just living life, man. I'm loving it, trying to enjoy it. I'm trying to get better at music every day, and you know, that's where I'm focused. So, and Jason is in the house, and so I, I didn't want to forget that he's here and. Um, yeah, we love Jason, man. Steiner's, Steiner's my idol. Jason 316, man. Jason 316. Awesome. Well, you got another song for us, bro? Yeah, man. This is a. I wanted to play this one because I, I've had a lot of fun with it. Uh, Tom Edinger, he loves it. Uh, and I always, it's a pain in the ass for me to play. So, so I'm just like, I need to keep practicing it. I need to keep trying to get it better. And I love playing it. It's a super fun song. It's another kind of a, it's a love song. Uh, so, you know, you get a listen to the love song and then we'll finish on the uh, resilient song and go with that. I also need to remember to do this this time. So I'll go for it whenever you guys are ready. You let it roll, brother. Just like the sea, you know, never had a night, 
Someday I know you'll see the truth What you mean to me You make me feel my inner you I know one day you'll see So here's a song I wrote for you It's from the heart Da -da 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 you are the light, the moon, the stars, you are mine. Let him die, let him die, let him die. And that song for you. Here I go again, being selfish and knowing that, uh, I mean, we got to sit and listen in private concert, A, to this, uh, when we were down at Hero Stock the, the night before the event, another opportunity um it is we're blessed because of you just so you know that we are blessed that, man i appreciate it I, that was such a fun night i mean it was a blessing for me as well and just getting to be associated with all the musicians and everyone that's been part of your group and everyone there everywhere else you know i've just you know I, i'm pretty young into this music thing and to be where i'm at already like i'm just beyond honored and blessed. And I, I couldn't be any happier for my journey. Um, so I will say that uh, I'm happy to be part of this journey with you, bro. I, love fun. I enjoy watching your growth on YouTube or, or on uh, Facebook and all the videos you're putting out and hearing the songs as they get better and better and better. And, Absolutely. you know, from the first cut to the, to the final cut, I just, I enjoy it. I enjoy being part of it with you. Yeah, and that's Shannon, what that's what it's about for me. Shannon's making a comment. I, I just wanted to expound on this a little bit. Shannon's making a comment that uh, um, he was pissed he wasn't there, and there's only so much we can do, brother. And uh, I'm pissed you weren't there too. I'm pissed you weren't there as well. But um, what's what's it's not heartbreaking. I, I get jealous. I, I'm not going to lie. I get jealous watching the things Shannon is doing. I see Heidi doing stuff. I see Derek doing stuff. Jonathan gets – I get jealous, man. It's like, you know, I want to be there too. Why don't I get a play? But right, all of us, we have to spread it out. We have to it, – it, there's no plausible way to do it all at once. And here's the thing. If if we all did it in one major, big, large, I almost swore, event, we would miss so many other opportunities to catch some of those that aren't hearing the message. And so it's critical that we are out split apart from each other, uh, doing mission, doing boots on the ground, having conversations, growing together, and still celebrate each other from afar. And uh and that's a piece I don't get to do as much as I want uh, because we 
we've outgrown our, our britches, I mean, in a sense. And it, it just, I wish I could give public exposure to everyone that comes on the show. And again, it's, it's just not realistic anymore until we have more money in the bank. And then even with that, I keep telling people our mission is to take care of veterans and first responders. And uh, where do you budget that money and resources? And knowing that 46,000 organizations in this country are, are reaching the, to the pockets of our, our communities and trying to do what's right. And then uh, there's less than 10% of those organizations that are actually doing the job. Don't let me catch you do it. We'll, uh, we're, we will cut the fluff. And if you're not boots on the ground and you're saying, we're going to ask you to move to the side because uh, I can tell you everyone on this screen right here are steamrollers and we will, we will bump you. We'll bump you. It's not a threat. I'm not here to hurt anyone. We'd like you to join us and uh, go make some more differences. Just a shout out to Shannon. What he's talking about. We're working on a lighthouse. He's helping me out with all that. And I'm super excited about it. And uh, I just want you to know, how hard this is for me right now to learn how to play on tempo. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not seeing it. You're doing great, man. Uh, I'm like sitting here, like trying to play it key on point to tempo. And I'm just like, man, how do these guys do this? <laughs> it sounds fantastic, man. Hey, hey, look, just the fact that you could pick it up and sing the song is, is better than, than, most of us will will ever be so um you just keep working on your craft well i'm gonna keep killing it man a crazy piece um me and andre were summons to nashville two weeks ago and uh a gentleman named buddy hyatt who was running or is running uh hilltop entertainment and recording out there wants us to come there's a thing we're working on but sitting and listening to these guys, we had six Grammy-winning musicians in the recording studio that day. Uh, not 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 vocalists, all all uh, instrumentalists, and the stuff that they could pick out of a song that Hillbilly Pete from the backwoods of Cody, Wyoming, over here is like, you know what? It sounds good to me. But these guys, it was absolutely amazing, and uh, that. That's the opportunity we're trying to create so that uh, our our vocalists can uh, walk into a studio and get a final cut like that. So uh, some opportunities are coming up. Stay tuned. I love that, man. That's amazing. I love what you guys are doing. I really do. Heidi, you told us what you work. How what do you need to do to get your mission completed? How how can how can our world help you? Man, I just want to get my music out there. I want to keep doing what I'm doing. I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm so blessed and happy to be where I'm at even right now. Like, I just, I can't ask, I can't ask for anything. I'm just happy to be where I'm at, you know. The fact that I've got guys like Shannon stepping up to help me out, and I've got the likes of Barbara Sim and everyone around me, Joe Allen Christie Music. I've got so many people that I have the opportunity to work with, Scotty Hastings, you know, and just learn from them. Uh, I've got local guys here that are helping me out like create like my own little recording studio so i can sit here and you know i just got some recording speakers yesterday from guys like oh i'm not using them man you can borrow them for you know borrow them for a couple of years if you need them uh and you know he's like just start listening and start working on it every day he said keep doing what you're doing he said i'm so happy for you and i'm blessed and that, that's that's how i feel man 
Well, and our goal is to get you into as many opportunities to A, play B, rub elbows with people like this and create an events that get everyone in the same place. And that's going to happen. Can yeah, I jump let in me have the quick? idea. Yes. Just on based on what Derek was saying, something I just recently learned that I had no idea is when you find an artist like Derek, go and actually buy his song buy his music don't rely on like don't just choose him on streaming because they have to stream like hundreds and hundreds of times to earn a buck and i just recently learned that that it's much better for the artist if you actually go and buy their music buy the songs and the albums themselves instead of streaming their music their, yep. their streaming gets them point zero 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 eight. Yeah. eight right now so um <laughs> absolutely get out there uh 100 like like yeah. share um youtube does do it a little bit better um because they're that's a constant streaming opportunity and they do pay if, if all the codes are embedded into his stuff and we're actually working on that piece as well with a law firm out of Nashville who is going to set that up for us as well, make sure our veterans get every dime they can for the crap that they have. So. And one of the biggest things I've kind of found lately is, you know, share, like, like everything that's free. Don't be afraid to do it. It takes 10 seconds to do it for artists and musicians and everyone that's in this field, you know, podcast. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It is free to like, share and keep it going. Like, it shouldn't be pulling an arm and a leg to get somebody just, they scroll by, they see your stuff, they like it, or they share it. You know, it takes 10 seconds to do. It's not going to kill you. Like, just get it out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we need to get uh, some of your MP3 cuts so that we can get it onto the WP3. Yeah, radio. absolutely. I would love to do that, man. Uh, yeah, I'm actually working on trying to go through all my music right now and actually get it, like, solidly recorded. Uh, so, yeah. I'll, I'll be sending it over to you for sure. So many opportunities here. So many opportunities. Heidi. Yeah. How can we support you in getting your mission done? Well, I would love to introduce you to our VIPs. Uh, those are our recipients, those that have served and have um, lost their mobility due to their service. And you can find more about them individually on our website at wheelchairsforwarriors.org. And exactly like Derek said, little nonprofits like us, uh, we run very, very tight ship and we need the word to be spread. You're, you will always have a sphere of influence that we will never be able to reach. Um, each one of you individually, your listeners and watchers individually will always have spheres of influence that we might never have be able to tap into, but you can. And so when you hear a song by Derek or by Shannon or, you know, uh, Scotty or, or whoever, share their music so that your sphere of influence is impacted. And it's the same for our small nonprofit. Uh, we, like I said, we want run really tight and we make every dollar count and we just cannot do it without pr the private donations of caring citizens that just want to pay it forward. And that's all we ask you to do, whether you're sharing our posts, sharing their stories, saying their names, 
um, sharing our URL, all of that goes towards the bottom line. And we are big believers in the widow's might, which I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but it's a biblical concept that those who have little, when they give what little they can, it has a blessing on it that is far more reaching than what they consider to be their small donation. And that's that widow's might. And uh, you can read about that. That's one of the, the stories that Jesus told in the Bible. And we have our big believers in that. So we never tell anyone, oh, that's just, it's not enough. And we try and tell our donors, you will always do enough um, because that's, that's how God will bless it. We're big believers in that. That's an amazing message. And again, I, there's, every time I go and I speak somewhere, I go through this process of saying, uh, you know, everyone stand up if you are a veteran or first responder, they stand. Uh, stand up if you have one in your family, they stand. Stand up if you've used the resources of, a, you know, your first responders as a firefighter, EMS, or police officer. And by the end of the conversation, everyone is standing up. Mm -hmm. Everyone. Yeah. Now, all of us are but a drop in the bucket. They're, they're, yeah. I mean, and I'm not minimizing what you're saying. The, the point I'm saying is that we all of us together create an ocean. Yeah, there is a wave of opportunity here to take care of, and again, it's it's not hard. It's you're liking, you're sharing. You can do the the stars on Facebook. You can you can reach out to the organization if you like what you're hearing. Reach out to them. Um, we've opened our platforms to to help support other organizations. Uh, we didn't want to to build content uh, when we were doing a podcast. We didn't really want to build a, a podcast or live stream. And then we realized the content's there. It's getting the boots on the ground organizations out there so everyone can hear that there are opportunities. Um, so many times we get the phone call and they're like, oh my gosh, you answered the, the phone. I'm like, it's what we do. Um, and 90% of those people that call us are just happy that someone's there. Yeah. Um, now, I mean, the people that need your assistance are, are in this for, I mean, they're not in it for anything, but they they have a, a greater need other than just a social emotional need at that time. And uh, it is important that we get you funded so that we can take care of those people. And uh, the great piece is that we intermingle with each other so well that, and that's why I asked you the question earlier, have you found or resources uh, for advocates in the burn pit because I, Mr. Daniels is doing the best he can with what he has and he's doing it all on his own and we're trying to figure out ways to make that lighten that load. Um, yeah. We just need to lighten that load. Yeah. It, it When we all come together, that does happen. And, and that was how we built that, the campaign called touch 22 um, based on, the experiences of some of our veterans that have thought about or at least had uh, suicidal ideations. And, um, you know, people say, well, $22 a month, that's not a whole lot. Like, what are you going to be able to do with $22 a month? And I tell them, I'm like, don't worry about what we're going to do with it. Worry about what God can do with it. Because a whole bunch of people with $22 a month can do mighty things. 
you don't have to worry about what 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 your $22 a month will accomplish because you leave that to God. He's going to multiply it. That is I mean we just keep asking the battle cry. They are about what are you doing? I mean if you're not doing anything, then you're part of the problem. Bottom line. 90% of our country, here we go get to lay their big fat heads on the pillows of freedom every single night, not worrying about what's coming in their back door or how it's, it's our, our first statements. We know why we get to do this. Well, do you know why you get to lay your big fat head on the pillow? Cause men and women have come out there and made sure you had the chance and opportunity. Yeah. And they paid a price. I, on, on many levels. I mean, mm-hmm. Okay, I'll raise my hand and say my price was minimal. Uh, my price was just time and maybe a little sweat and maybe I dropped a drop of blood here and there. But uh, my my price was minimal. But there are some people who have lost limbs. There are some people who have lost life. Uh, some people have sacrificed their families because uh, they they were serving. And uh, I just you, you can't stop. You can't prove me wrong on this one. I'm sorry. Uh, 90% of our country, 90% do something. Yeah. I'm not attacking you. I'm trying to motivate you. (laughs) Put on my whistle and become a football coach again. That's what I'll do. (laughs) Derek, you got another one for us, brother? Yeah, man. Uh, this one's, I mean, this fits in perfect actually. Cause I mean, it's kind of, it's for me personally, it's been a rough couple of years here. Um, and I think that's how it's been for a lot of people. So this song's really about, you know, finding that resilience to keep going. And, you know, sometimes it's going to be shitty. It's going to be dark. It's going to be life. But at the end of the day, you just have to see through that. And sometimes you just got to let go of everything. And that's what this song's about. So, you know, we're going to go ahead. This is uh, my new song, Lighthouse. So. Baby, cool, I find darkness And not sure where it goes This life is full of hardness And it's evil that always shows Not quite sure how I can make it anymore Does it matter if I make it to the shore I'm lost at sea and now I'm stuck here drowning. Lord, the lighthouse burned down many years ago. I keep on searching for ways to keep on grounded. Guess it doesn't matter if you learn to let it go. On the other side, there is brightness. 
and the weight of what's been told. In this world of all this tightness, find something that you can hold. And I find a way to make it all make sense. With the rush of the waters, will it always be intense? I'm lost at sea and now I'm stuck here drowning. Oh, the lighthouse burned down many years ago. Keep on searching for ways to keep on grounded. Yes, it doesn't matter if you learn to let it go. Yes, it doesn't matter if you learn to let it go. And that's Lighthouse. Fantastic, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. But that's honestly probably my favorite song I've written to date. Uh, I just... You know, I, I just I literally just wrote that here three, four days ago. And it just it hit home for me. So, you know, I'm happy. I love playing it. It's so much fun for me to play. I just I it, <clears throat> I'm speechless, actually. Um we were talking with another artist the other day and uh He's frustrated with it, and I and I get it, and I understand. And um, he's like, if I hear another person say, "Why aren't you on the mainstream or why aren't you on the radio?" Another time, and he's frustrated because I'm going to tell you, everyone that's listening right now, uh, we've got a huge crew on. Um, you got to get out there and support these guys. That's that's the only way it's going to happen. I mean, we built a radio station. It ain't about us. That about a, it doesn't cost them a dime to come onto our radio station. It's we've worked it out where I mean we're we've, we're doing it pretty cost effectively. But the the whole reason and purpose is to provide a platform. The we provided the um, the Nashville takeover for the sake of giving the exposure to these artists so that they can get out there, they can get their headshots, they can get their video graphics, they can get all this stuff so that they can move to the next level. Um, we're working on something, and again, it sucks that we have to say we're working on something, but um, we need boots on the ground um, to get this done. And this is we're looking for time, talent, and treasure. This is our plight. Uh, Heidi's looking for time, talent, and treasure. Uh, this is what organizations do. Um, I'm not asking for you to write me a check every time. Around. Can you come and download music and uh, get it up on the radio station? We've got a person doing that for us now. Um, do you have time to do social media and working through, I mean, I know Heidi could use some assistance in that. They do a great job, uh, but we all collectively could do better. Um, if you have some free time, that question, what are you doing? This is the easy stuff. This is the easy stuff. Um, we do have to, 
uh, I, I want to share a story, but I'm not. I'm not going to take time to do that right now. Um, but we do all have one of these. All of us. Um, I, I don't know anyone that doesn't have a device of some sort. I don't know anyone. Um, this is our call to action that we do during every show. Um, and we ask you to reach out to someone in your contact list. Yes, our platform is veterans and first responders. Um, we reach a lot of veterans and first responders. But I'm even going to be as bold as saying that we are dealing with the plight of suicide on a level that is unacceptable in all channels of life. So I'm going to ask you to reach out to six people on your contact list and say, hey, I was just thinking about you. Now, that might spur a conversation. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, I know that I feel better in my life when I'm connected with people. That's, that's me. Uh, I'm there. Sure. There are some people that don't want to be connected and that's fine. Um, reach out. I'm going to challenge you to reach into the old, uh, arc. I don't even know what I want to say, but find that one relationship that maybe got broken because of a misunderstanding and be that bigger person. And just say, hey, I was thinking about you. Would it be so bad to, you know, get together, have a coffee, and and work through this stuff? It, it's tough. But I'm going to tell you, I have a couple regrets in my life, regrets, that uh, I wish I would have reached out one more time. Because here's the, the fact is I can't reach out to them ever again. Um, is what you're dealing with with any person so big that, and I know some people can nod their head on this, that – you're okay with them just being gone because you didn't want to take the time to reach out to them. Mm. Check your heart. Check your heart. Reach out to your brothers. Do a by six pack. Thirty six seconds. Uh, we jokingly say that some of us spend more than that on the toilet, and you can probably get that done in that amount of time if you wanted to. Uh, no brick breaker. Just call. Get hold of your buddies. That's that's what you can do. Well, we're at the point. We did good. I'm excited everyone was here, but this is our sadly our time to close. Jonathan, I always let Jonathan go first because he is the brains of this thing, and he always has such great insight. So I let him go first, so all the pressure is on the rest of you. What do you got in closing, brother? Ah. Uh. Well, my thought at the moment is, is that if I'm the brains, we're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> um, no, I just, uh, there was some parts of what, what Derek said that, that always seems to resonate when I hear it. You know, life, life it ain't always, <laughs> go back to the Rocky speech, it ain't always sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> but no, life is, it's, you know, it's, it can be rough sometimes. So um, just keep putting one step in front of the other. You know, we're all here. Um, everybody on this screen, I'm sure, would be available. I'm sure there's people in your life that would be available, too. We don't have to go through these things alone. Um, just reach out to people, man. Like you're saying, reach out to people and and open that door. And maybe you opening that door is what gets that person that's struggling to reach out back to you and say, hey, you know, I actually do have a problem. And if you open that line of communication, you could be the reason that somebody uh, 
chooses tomorrow. So, oh, and I'd like to say that tacos are food too. Tacos are food too. Yeah, can't leave that. Derek, <laughs> what do you got in closing, brother? Man, I just want to say thank you again for the opportunity and it's been such a night for me and I feel like I, I did pretty decent. I feel good about myself tonight. Um, just kind of to add on to what Jonathan was saying, man, if you guys ever need anything, reach out. If anyone ever needs anything, don't be afraid to reach out. There's too many people right now. They're afraid to deal with their emotions and get any help about it. You can't be afraid to deal with your emotions. I mean, we all have them. Nobody's different. I mean, None of us are going to sit there and have no emotions. I mean, it just doesn't happen. So be willing to get it out there. Know that there's people that are going to listen to you and know that you're not alone in the fight. You know, it doesn't matter if you're taking a five inch step or a hundred inch step. It, it doesn't matter as long as you're moving forward. Life comes in waves. So, you know, you may be low right now, but you'll be up high next thing you know it. So. Andrea. Um, Jonathan stole my tacos or food too. So I'm, gonna, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jeremy, thanks for the tacos. Um, well, first of all, I just next week we have guest Kim Gwinner, and she is coming with Warriors for Life and her story. And then Jack Blaze Music will be here to, to entertain us um, with his music. And then uh, Heidi, it was so awesome to meet you. Um, oh, thank you. Likewise. Yes, thank you. Thank you. So I'm hoping for that person-to-person -person day um, and with Crystal as well. Yeah. And uh, Derek, I, I don't know, I love your music. Every time I listen, your voice is, I don't know, it just resonates. It's very, um, it's very cool. And having met you that Friday night when we got down to Omaha, um, I didn't even know you sang as well. I was caught up in just getting everybody's names down. And then when I could put the pieces together, I'm like, oh, I got it. I got it. Um, so thank you for sharing your music. That's no, I love awesome. it. Thank you so much. Absolutely. It's awesome. And it's impressive. And, um, and we'll get that on the radio as soon as you've gotten it ready for us. Um, Shannon, you've been here all night. I love it. Thank you. Missing you. Um, you're busy. You're busy, and I'm loving that too. But, um, gosh, dang it! But I digress. So, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's your favorite line. Um, so, you guys, we'll see you next week. I, I will miss you on Mondays. I have two more Mondays of volleyball left, and then I'll be back on Mondays. Um, yeah. No, no, Jonathan. Uh, we didn't share any of this, but. We're starting to put something together down in Jonathan's neck of the woods. And I think in the next two weeks, we probably will have um, some other stuff to share about it, which is super exciting. So keep your eyes and ears open. So many little secrets everywhere. What the heck? I know. See, that's not a secret. We just need some <laughs> solid stuff. So Right, right, yeah. right. Heidi, what do you got in closing, dear? Well, first of all, I want to thank you all for for having me on. Uh, Crystal does send her regrets. Uh, she came back and went instantly under the weather after our trip out to Utah. So she does send her regrets, and I know she would have loved to have been here. Um, 
So thank you for the invitation. And I wanted to just leave you all with um, a quote that I often read to myself, especially when my heart is full of gratitude like it is right now. And it is really in response to a young lady that I saw screaming at a patriot who was holding an American flag. And she was she was brandishing about this multi-hued, multicolored flag. And she's like, look at what we've done for our flag. It was like a lot of rainbows on. And uh, they said, what have you done for yours? Screaming it at this patriot that had an American flag. And so I want to tell you, I want, this is how I would respond. And this is a direct quote from someone who deeply, deeply respected and loved our military. And it was Bob Hope. And he said, I was there. I saw your sons and your husbands, your brothers and your sweethearts. I saw how they worked, played, fought, and lived. I saw some of them die. I saw more courage, more good humor in the face of discomfort, more love in an era of hate, and more devotion to duty than could ever exist under tyranny. And that's the thought I want to leave you with, because this right here is what I see in the men and women that we serve, those husbands and wives, brothers and sisters, and your sweethearts. That's what I see in our recipients, that good humor in the face of discomfort and love in an era of hate. You've been absolutely blessed. This is this this is just the the night of connection and just uh, thank you for all of your hearts and all of who you are and what you put out there and what you've done. Uh, it's awesome to see that the mission continues. Um, this is one of those proud papa moments and just uh, I love hearing everyone's commitment to doing better and everyone that's listening. You get to be part of it too. Come be part of the shock and awe. We'll, me and Jonathan will be here tomorrow for uh, the WP3 weekly debrief. It just won't be the same without you, Andrea, but we know that you're continuing your mission in another space. Uh, on Mondays, we come and just share specifically. We'll share what these two amazing uh, people have been doing. You'll hear it for another time, and then we also get to share specifically what the People's Patriot Project is doing and uh, where we are going to pop up next. Uh, if you're interested in being part of the mission, please reach out. Uh, we have amazing opportunities for everyone. Uh, I can tell you that to serve is therapeutic to me. Uh, I get something out of it. I get, I enjoy this. Even though this was a marriage we never saw happening, um, we never wanted to put the podcast together. But uh, now that it's here, it's funny when we're not, we've only, we haven't even missed a day in almost three years now. Uh, we've been here every weekend, and uh, the one time we tried to cancel it, uh, our people on our network were like, "Well, why did you? Why are you? Where are you at?" And we launched one anyway. And that's uh, we were coming off a a two day bender event, not not this kind, but uh, we were tired and we we canceled it and told our guests, and but the people called and said, "We need you here," and we understand the value. So, thank you, everyone. Uh, we'll check you out when the smoke clears. Patriot Pride. Oh.